Welcome to episode 28 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast. And me being a Richmond fan, I'm personally very excited about this guest that we have for you today. He was selected with pick 43 by Richmond in the 2018 National Draft. He's only played seven games at stands, but I think he has what it takes to go on to have a very long and successful career. And he's going to be a name that you'll be hearing a lot more of in the future. Jack Ross joins the show. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. No, no dramas. Thanks for having me. So we'll get right into it. Where did your footballing journey begin and when did you decide you wanted a career in the AFL? Was there a particular moment? Um, my footy journey began um, when I was four. I was playing Oz Kick um, down at where the Hawks train at Waverley, Waverley Park. And um, yeah, I did that for a handful of years and then got sick of the Oz Kick rules and it always being a draw. So I decided to go down and play club footy when I was about eight yeah. Um, yeah, at Waverley Park Hawks and I played there from um, under nines through to under 16s and, and loved it. Um, I think the moment that I knew I wanted to play, I always wanted to play footy um, from Auskick and everything. I was a Hawks fan and doing Auskick with the Hawks players. Um, I think that kind of, yeah, it always ticked in my mind, me wanting to play footy against them and, and um, yeah, kind of live the lifestyle they um, they live. But I think the moment was probably um, probably 15s. Um, I had a pretty bad injury to my leg. I snapped my leg. Um, and I think missing that much football kind of made me really realise what it meant to me. And then coming back from that... Um, I actually progressed through to, to higher football with the big Metro and, and charges and, and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I took it pretty seriously and um, ended up where I am. Yeah, and you mentioned Vic Metro. You obviously made the under-16 side so of the national champs. What was that experience yeah. in terms of the difference in the standard football that you've been playing up to that point? Yeah, it, um, it was a big jump. Um, so, yeah, we've just been playing local footy and... Um, Coming off an injury, I actually snapped my arm uh, that that year for the 16. So yeah, right. um, I was very much underdone. I didn't really have um, much of a, a preseason or, or body of work to, to work off. So heading into the carnival, um, yeah, I was pretty much underdone and I was chasing tail for most of it. Um, probably didn't have a carnival that I would have liked. But um, in saying that, you know, we, we played against guys in the AFL now like Connor Rosie, Isaac Rankin. Yeah. Um, players of that caliber, Bobby Hill, um, and watching them and, and how they go about their football. And um, even guys that I played with in Jack Bytel, um, the King boys, Bailey yeah. Smith and what they're doing now. Um, yeah, it was a big eye-opener. Um, and it was, yeah, certainly something in, um, in my journey that um, I learned a lot from. And from there, I think that was my first really um, proper taste of professional football in a sense. You know, you live the lifestyle up there on the coast when, when the camp was on and... You have meetings, you have your trainings, you, you get physio, you get dietitians, and um, yeah, I think from that moment onwards, um, I kind of knew what I was in for a little bit. I had a little bit of a taste for it, um, and I loved it. And um, yeah, I knew that yeah, I wanted to do that professionally. Yeah, yeah. Very good. I understand you captained that Vic Metro side. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was leadership something you always strive to incorporate incorporate in your game, or just did it come naturally to you? Um, I think more or less it was, um, I think it was probably more natural. Um, I've always liked to, I've always looked up to the leaders of football clubs, 
um, when I was little and, and the leaders of really any any team. Um, in fact, in, yeah, I think that was something that I wanted to incorporate in, uh, into my game. Um, I wanted to be the player that could lead by example, but, yeah, if I didn't have the impact that I'd like physically on the game, that I could be the player that they could rely on um, verbally or mentally and be mentally tough um, in a leadership sense. And, um, yeah, something that I'm slowly trying to incorporate into my game now. Um, you know, being at Richmond, you got Trent Cochin and, and Rewald and yeah. Yeah. Shane Goins, everyone a leader being a leader. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to trying to pick apart the brains of them and um, incorporate some of their, their qualities into my game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in 2018, you missed selection for the big Metro under our inside. However, this didn't affect the footies about winning the best of the Chargers as well as the standout performance in the Australian finals. Did missing out on the national chance for you want to influence your strong form? Yeah, certainly. I, I think I think it did. Um, that was, again, another turning point, um, I think, mentally, where um, although I didn't make it, I almost had a chip on my shoulder from that moment onwards. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, wanted to prove to them that I was able to play at that level. Um, and I knew that I could. It was um, probably just a, a mental battle more than anything. Um, I tend to... At that point in time, I tended to um, compare myself a lot to other players like Bailey Smith and those guys who were elite, elite runners. Um, and running definitely wasn't one of my strengths at that point. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't make the 18s, um, yeah. which I understood. But at the same time, it yeah, it did start a, a fire inside of me in Birmingham a little bit. Um, and I think it did lead to, to me having the end of... My, uh, my 18 season that I did was because of that moment. Um, and, yeah, I really wanted to work hard and, and just prove to them that, yeah, I could play at that level, but more than anything, just prove to myself that I could. Because yeah. I knew that if I did that, um, yeah, the rest would take care of itself. Yeah. yeah. And Lee Clark, who we've got a bit of a connection with with this show, he was your coach of the Chargers. How big of an impact has yeah, he had on your career to date? Yeah, he, he's been massive. Um, when I was a bottom major... Um, he actually he put me in the pretty much the twos the the twos team or the B team um, for a practice game against Sandy, um, and I had been in the ones the week before and I didn't play very well and then he dropped me down to the twos and um, he said that he wanted to see me pretty much just be confident take a game on and from there that was almost another moment where I was like yeah I'm gonna prove to you that I can play and then I played alright in that game and I jumped back up into the ones and. From there, we um we started a pretty good uh, friendship connection, and um, leading that into my 18s year, um, you know, I trusted him as a coach um, massively because he did that, and I think that that coaching move of dropping me down, um, that probably had more of an impact on me playing good under 18s football more than anything, more than missing out on the 18s stick, um, more than anything like that. That moment there was yeah, it was a huge turning point, um, and really can't thank him enough for doing that because. Yeah, I wouldn't have changed it um, for anything because it probably did help me get to where I am now. Um, but no, he's a, he's a good guy um, on the field coaching and, and definitely off the field. We've yeah, started a very good friendship, um, talk a bit of smack to each other. and um, Yeah, he had, a, he had a massive impact on me and my football and career. It's very good. Very good. And Tom draft time, you were selected by Richard, obviously. How big a thrill was this for you? And did they give you any? And showing some interest in you. So I couldn't, I couldn't quite hear that. Um, come draft time, you were selected by Richmond, obviously. How big a thrill was this for you? And did they give you any 
Did they give you an indication that they were going to pick you, or did other clubs show some interest in you? Um, Richmond, actually, I actually didn't think Richmond were going to pick me at all. I had one interview at home with them, um, and it went well, but it, I probably didn't get as much confidence from that interview as I did others. I think Brisbane, um, Sydney, um, Essendon uh, showed a lot more interest in terms of the meetings and home visits. And uh, on the day of the draft, I was still had a couple calls that morning saying we, we might take you at this pick or that pick. And um, then those picks went past and I was getting pretty edgy and pretty nervous. But yeah. um, then it was pick 40, 44 Sydney had and I thought I was a chance for there because they were yeah showing some pretty some pretty strong signs. And then at 43, Richmond was on and it was actually my dad that said, oh, this could be the one. And then yeah, out of nowhere, they called my name and um, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Yeah. yeah, so you were at home for the draft night? Yeah, I was. I had, had a couple of friends over and just, just family, um, my mum, dad, my sister. Um, but yeah, I was pacing around the house. I was pretty nervous, so yeah. I didn't really watch too much of the draft up until around, yeah, the 40s picks or the 30s pick. And um, luckily, I was actually out of the room when they called my name and then I ran back in and heard it. And yeah, yeah okay. I went off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And in round four last year, you made your debut against Port Adelaide in what proved to be a pretty big win for the club given the circumstances. Describe the emotions you felt f- during what was no doubt a special time for you and how was the lead up to that match and what was the feeling like post-match? Um, well, i start with the, the lead up. Um, finding out, I actually had no idea that I was going to be playing normally the coach or um, Trent or or someone will um, pull you aside pre-meeting, pre-team meeting, um, and let you know. So then when you go into the meeting, you've got a little bit of an idea and you can prepare for that. But um, I had no indication uh, whatsoever. Um, I was just hopeful. And then, yeah, Kochi said that there'd be um, someone making their debut, and then I got a little bit nervous. And when he called my name, um, kind of, yeah, felt everything for a little bit. Shocked. Um over the moon excited and then came to the realisation that we we're playing Port Adelaide and uh, we started studying their midfielders and now I've got Ollie Wines and Boak and yep. um, you know, Robbie Gray and all these elite midfielders of the competition and then um, yeah, I was just really anxious and nervous because I knew that I was going to be matching out with one of them and um, especially when I found out I was starting on the ground and I was on Ollie Wines the first bounce um, I modelled my game on him as a junior as well so it was pretty surreal and it was pretty cool um, but yeah, it was it was a very special moment. Uh, the build up before the game uh, in the rooms and whatnot. Uh, I think I was more nervous the night before, um, where we were staying in in Adelaide and we we're in the hotel and you get a lot of free time and um, you tend to play the match in your mind before it actually happens. So um, yeah, I was pretty nervous and, and thinking of all the possible outcomes. But uh, as soon as I got to the ground, the boys made me feel really really calm and. Um, made me feel like I've been there before. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were just really comforting. And so all the coaches, they, they gave me, um, yeah, so much confidence in myself. And um, then when the game started, it's just like any other football game. You hear the siren and you're off running and you don't really think about too much. Um, until after the game, that's when I really had the chance to kind of take it all in. Um, you hear the crowd and you see the, uh, the yeah, the numbers that were there. And, um, then getting to the rooms afterwards, I saw my family, a couple of my, my best mates were up there as well. And um, 
that was um yeah certainly pretty special having that Gatorade shower in the rooms after yeah and singing the song um yeah something I'll never forget yeah yeah definitely and obviously last season their first year in the football club? Yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky. Um, when I landed at Richmond, I knew that I was a very successful club and have been for, for many, many years. Um, and the history that they've had and um, obviously the, the talent that we've got in that group, the depth is, um, yeah, it's pretty unreal. And um, I knew that it would go pretty far in the season, but as the season slowly went on, it did really hit that, you know, we're in finals, we're making the prelim and then before you know it, you're in the grand final and I was sitting there in the crowd and um, I think I had the confidence in the group that we, we were going to win and I think most of the, the club, or all the club did, um, we just knew that we had an edge and we were really feeling it towards that, that second half of the season. Um, we'd overcome a lot of injuries and, um, you know, Rancy going down and whatnot. It was a bit of a blow earlier on in the season and then took us a little while to, to kind of wrap our heads around that. And then after that, um, we were playing really, really good football. We had our confidence back and uh, we had players that could, could fill those holes that we were missing, um, which comes back to our depth. And um, that's credit to the coaches. They coach us all to, to understand the, the way that we play um, and the brand of football we play really, really quickly and as early on in our careers as possible so that we can slot in and, and play that role, um, whatever it, it be for the team. And uh, I think that led to... The success that we had, uh, yeah, it was certainly um, a very surreal experience sitting there in the crowd and, and watching that grand final and then running onto the oval afterwards, um, both VFL and AFL. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely special. Yeah, it was a very good moment. Um, away from footy, I understand you're a pretty talented artist. Is this something that gives you a bit of a break from all the pressures and everything that comes with playing AFL? Yeah, for sure. Um, I studied art. In year twelve, I was at Caulfield, um, yeah. and it's always been something that I've enjoyed. My um, my dad's a graphic designer for Channel Nine, and he's always been um, pretty artistic and whatnot. So uh, I've always had an interest for it, but I didn't think it'd um, probably get to this point where you know, I'm able to, to do some do some art on my downtime, and then yeah. I'm also starting to, to sell that a little bit as well, which is um, a nice hobby to have on the side of football. And yeah, I think I use it more of a release and, uh, than anything from football sometimes um, it can get pretty overwhelming and consuming um, it's a very repetitious um, I guess lifestyle you're in at the club five days a week in your training and um, if you do let it consume you it can be yeah, very overwhelming but um, I think the guys are just starting to educate us a lot earlier that you do need something else to do apart from football and um, I probably didn't take it as seriously when I first got to the club I thought it was just a, a bit of a fun fact and people um, would kind of have a little bit of a laugh about it but no it's certainly come a fair way and I do use it as um, yeah a little bit of an outlet from football um, and I'm glad that yeah I've kept doing it yeah, yeah and obviously pretty uncertain times at the moment but what's the advice been like from the club and how are you managing training on your own those kinds of things yeah, it's um, it's it's certainly different. Um, everyone's in the same the same place, being an athlete or or not an athlete. Um, I think it's just the fear of the unknown that's that's keeping us a bit um, yeah, nervous and anxious. We don't know exactly when we'll be back playing or or whatnot. I think um, yeah, the, 
pretty much the rest of um, the Australian population is waiting for sport to, to resume again, just as um, all the players are. And I think they know just as much as we do. But um, we've been really lucky to have um, such good coaches and um, conditioning coaches um, who have written us, you know, five to eight week programs. Um, so we're doing pretty much three running sessions a week and um, three weight sessions a week, which has been handy. And they've let us come into the club and grab uh, any necessary equipment that we need. So we've got the, the home gym set up here, which is which is handy. And I've got a whole bunch of ovals um, locally around me. So I'm pretty lucky that, um, yeah, I can do all that um, just around home. And, um, no, it's working well. Like, it's, it's hard motivating yourself at times when you know the session that you've got coming up, um, yeah, it's, some of them are pretty overwhelming. And, um, you do tend to, to second guess, you know, why are we doing this if we're not going to play football? But um, the coach has been awesome. We've had Zoom calls doing weight sessions and bike sessions and yeah. um, all sorts of other stuff like that. And um, they've been awesome in encouraging us to do it. And I think that's, um, yeah, one of our strengths as a club is we can really benefit from this Um yeah. yeah, we're strong mentally as well, physically, and um, this kind of situation stuff, I think, will uh, we'll end up thriving off. So, no, it's exciting, but it's also, yeah, it's the fear of the unknown that's um, making us feel a little bit uneasy as well, but I'm sure we'll find out soon what's what's the plan, and when we get back to playing football, I know that all the boys will be in, in good nick, and, um, yeah, we'll be back to our best. Yeah. Does it sort of feel like you you've just had a long pre-season, does it feel like you're just back in pre-season again a little bit? Yeah, it does for sure. It's um, it's probably the the one time of the year that we dread as players is the preseason. Um, it's pretty pretty grueling, and um, it does almost feel like a little bit of a mini preseason. Um, but you know, we just see it as an opportunity to get stronger, fitter, faster, um, working out deficiencies and things like that. Um, so yeah, we we're pretty optimistic. We see it's a good opportunity to get better, and um, when we come back, we'll. Yeah, be, be more complete players and we can fix up those layers that we need to. Um, so, yeah, it is exciting, but it's also, yeah, it almost feels like another little mini pre-season, which, um, yeah, it's not the best feeling, but um, you got to do it. Yeah. Well, that's about all we've got for you today, Jack. Um, thank you very much for coming on and good luck with the future. Um, looking forward to seeing, seeing you out there in many more games to come. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much, Jack. Thank you. No dramas, thank you. Just following on from this episode, we'd like to give a very big thank you to Lee Clark, who some of you might remember came on the show in an earlier episode. So thank you very much, Lee.